Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Author Shenanigans Podcast, where we are deep diving into the brains of our favorite authors to see how on earth they create these works of art that keep us up into the wee hours of the morning. This is your host, Sarah Hickner. I am an avid reader, a author in process, and I just really wanted to bring a podcast to the world that is for readers, that is for writers, that helps readers connect with new authors. And we're going to be crossing genres here. So if you haven't heard your genre yet in one of our episodes, DM me, tell me your favorite five authors, and I'll see if I can get one of them on the show. So without further ado, here is the next episode. Just a reminder, this is part two of the episode with Julie Hall. If you have not listened to part one, you might want to go ahead and pause this and go check out part one of the conversation with young adult fantasy author Julie Hall. If you did catch part one, where we are here is we just completed a conversation about her dog's unhealthy eating habits. We are diving into a new part of the conversation now, and I hope you enjoy the show. Tell me about your favorite author trip. I've noticed that you take really grand vacations and you claim that it's oh, because you're yeah. writing. <laughs> um, I, I want to do this. I'm like, well, I need to be like, get more serious about my writing so I can go on these vacations. Actually, well, I was so bummed. I mean, you know how like in the last year, everyone's had to cancel trips, but I had this really good one yeah. planned to Scotland for an author conference. And then we were doing an author retreat at this castle and there was just going to be like, I think 15, like young adult and adult, like fantasy and paranormal writers. And like, we were just going to totally write it off in this, in, as a business expense. Cause it technically was, and it was going to be fantastic. And then, and then COVID hit. And so that ruined that dream. But um, I think I definitely used a conference in Bali, <laughs> I would say as an author trip. And it was, it fully was, there was a conference in um in bali and i went to it and it was you know mildly helpful but um it was a pretty sweet it was a pretty sweet <laughs> trip but yeah <laughs> we, we call, in, call in the grandparents to watch the small child and go we got a business trip we gotta go <laughs> no what i really miss actually is um i loved going to coffee shops and sitting down and writing and getting i don't drink coffee but i would get like a hot chocolate or a chai or like i'd sneak in my red bull and it was just kind of nice to be around people and in like a different environment than my house to write and i've not been able to do that since last march really you know i mean i literally haven't done that once and so i miss that i miss getting out and being able to write in a different place so much um and so it's been a little bit of a challenge to think to get that creative writing out when i can't when I'm just looking at the same four walls, like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I totally feel that all like on a weekly basis. I think, I think I'm going to go to Starbucks today and work from Starbucks. And then I'm like, no, actually I can look outside now and like see mountains. So that's the trade-off. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bonus. It's hard during COVID. I, I, I would guess that a lot of parents feel this way, but it just feels like I can't, like excel at anything <laughs> like we're just kind of covering the bases i'm not being an awesome parent and i'm also not being an awesome writer you know it's just like i can't can't knock anything out of the park these days um you know and that's hard so i mental battles these days are just difficult but so many people are going through you know the same thing or something even harder so julie i'm wondering do you ever make yourself hungry when you're writing about food 
Um, I know if a food pops in, I probably am hungry. That's probably why it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, I'd really like a Red Bull right now or like Twizzlers sound yummy. Like literally if there's food in it, it's probably because I am hungry. So it's, it's the other way around yeah. really. If I'm hungry, I'll get it in rather That's so funny. Because, yeah, like, I know if I'm really into a story, if I'm watching a show or reading a book and food comes up, especially if it's frequently, like, um, my mom one time was listening to this audiobook and the main character was always drinking coffee. So her and I drink so much coffee <laughs> when she was listening to that because we were just – it sounded – Yeah. And um, so, like, that happens to me from time to time and especially, like, I was reading Stealing Embers and there's that amazing description of the cinnamon orange tea. And I'm just sitting here totally pregnant. Like I need no. cinnamon orange tea more than life right now. And it's like 1030 at night. It's like, what, no. what do I have in the house? Cause I'm not leaving during COVID pregnant, putting a mask on to look for cinnamon tea. <laughs> so with the life after series, you had a companion book from the character Logan's perspective. And so I'm dying to know, are there any plans to do a companion book for Steel with the um, Fallen Legacies? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I have a Stealing, or excuse me, a Fallen Legacies preview um, where if you sign up for my newsletter, you can get this like little novelette, I guess we'll call it. It's like three chapters from Steele's point of view of when he first meets Billy. And so I have like a little bit of, yeah, I do have a little bit of that stuff in, as, as well. So you're getting, you're getting a lot more of Steele in this series than you were in Logan, which is where the Logan novella came yeah, from. Yeah, that makes sense. So Steele in the book can shapeshift, right? Into um, a lion, a eagle, or a bull. <laughs> So I took that from like angel lore, right? The seraphim, they say like were a certain type of angels that I think that they had like features of each of those. Of course, I like should know all this and I've just forgotten it. But, you know, I, I basically, took, you know, took stuff that was like from all over the place and put this in this book. I would never say that this book, you know, is not something people should take as canon or anything like that. It's completely fantasy made up, but I pulled, um, I pulled inspiration from different things whether they be articles or biblical or whatever. And um, when I first wrote Stealing Embers, um, the seraphim, they were um, part lion, part eagle and part oxen, right? And so I had all these like, um, all these things about steel being an oxen. Well, then I finally looked up with <laughs> what an oxen is and it's totally a neutered bull. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> so I had to go back and change everything in the book. Thank goodness it was like, you guys, it was like a couple of weeks before Ceiling Embers released when I went back and changed it to be a bull instead of an oh oxen because I almost made my main male lead um, castrated. I've been waiting for that story. No yeah, I was like, can you imagine that. if I put that out there and then a reader would have been like, he doesn't have, he's, he's, what do you mean you made him an oxen? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Julie, I have a question. How many books is the... The Falling Legacy series. Virgin Darkness oh, series. That's the next book. Um, yeah, so and I was like, okay, I forget right. too sometimes. And I'll call it like Stealing Embers book two. And I was like, no, that's not right. Um, yeah, so with Steel and Emberly, there'll be three books. So I'm writing the third book right now. Um, I do have plans 
for the series to continue um, because I I spend a good amount of time um, working on the secondary characters. So I'd like to continue some of those stories uh, for the characters that are that are I've written into the book right now. Um, but as we've seen in the past, I'm kind of slow on writing spinoff series. <laughs> All still waiting for the Caitlin and Morgan story. So it's only like an hour drive up to where you are. I'm just going to like Red Bull and Otter Pictures and give you pep talks and be like, how can I support you today? <laughs> She's going to be. Actually, I hope that one okay. I'll take. Like, I can do I, the I, other ones. I can do that. I can, I can take her and my kids and we can just like go to the park or something. I'll be like, you enjoy writing. Here's your Red Bull. <laughs> oh. So tell me, like, when you're in that moment when you're second-guessing everything and you're like, is this worth it? Like, what do you what – are, what are your thoughts to pull you through that? Or what or do you just, like, go for a workout? Or like, <laughs> how do you handle that? I go cry in the shower. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. That my, husband, my husband and my daughter both catch me a lot just, like, staring into space, you know, and then they'll talk to me for a bit. And I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, what? And I'm probably either coming up with a story idea or, like, thinking, what am I doing with my life right now? Um, you know, I just plow through it. You know, and I realize by now they're going to come and they're going to go. Sometimes I'll, I'll talk to other author friends. Um, you know, the job that I'm doing is very singular, but there are a lot of people that out there that are doing it at the same time right now. So there's kind of a, I think there's this great kind of author community um, where you can find some really, you know, amazing people uh, who will who will cheer you on, you know, behind the scenes or sometimes um, in public too, which is great. Uh, and so, you know, there are times where I'll just go to go to a friend of mine and be like, oh, I'm having the hardest say. Um, and then they'll be like, oh my gosh, I completely know what you're talking about. And I think just knowing that somebody else has had those same thoughts um, really, really is just helpful. You know, it just, it's a, it's a mental game for sure. One of my new things that's coming out is I had some artwork done for, um, I had a lot of artwork done actually for this new Fallen Legacy series. Um, but I had some artwork done for each of the individual books that I'm now putting on the hardback cover. So not the jacket. The jacket will stay the same of Stealing Embers. But if you take the jacket off, there's some really beautiful artwork that's going to be on the cover with like no words and stuff like that. And so that's actually like a little bit of a surprise. I haven't told any of my groups or anything about that yet. And so that I'm waiting. I don't think, unfortunately, because of how... Um, the printing is going these days with our distributor. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have that like in hand by the time the Forging Darkness comes out, but they're already done and they're printed and I'm just waiting for them to get to me. And so that's, that's something cool. So anyway, that's, that's awesome. Um, so Julie, I was introduced to you by Sarah. Um, probably it was about three years ago because um, Sarah told me I needed to get your book. Um, for, <laughs> I knew for, for <laughs> yeah yeah and yes so, people do that no, I, I did I did get the book and because you recommended people. it too for when yeah, I was up nursing my newborn baby late at night and so I was trying to read it <laughs> but it was always like late at night and I'm up in the middle of the night trying to nurse my baby and I was so delirious and so um I guess must have been early last year 2020 I think is when I finally picked the book back up again and you know just tore into it and it rekindled this 
love of reading fiction for me for years. I've only read nonfiction and um, been quite content with that. I was like, why would I read nonfiction anymore? Like, there's no point. Um, but reading your life after series, it just, it really hooked me back in. And I love that you create these worlds and these characters that just are so addictive that you can't put it down. Um, and, and that was just really a joy to experience that again after taking such a long break. And so, I mean, now I probably have like a really snobby level of like <laughs> if you don't suck me in like the first chapter and a half I'm not gonna enjoy this book <laughs> you've ruined me for fiction but in the best way it's here because for me like that is the joy of reading fiction to me is when you just get immersed in a story and the character's life and what's happening in the, in the world that's created. And you just are like, this is so much fun. You know, I mean, what I'm writing is really escapism. Um, and, and I hope in a very positive way. Um, and so, you know, that just warms my heart to hear that. Cause that, I mean, that's, you know, ultimately, um, you know, what I hope the reader gets from, you know, from each of my books is that it's, it's a joy to read because it's, it's entertaining and exciting, you know, um, that, that is the, the goal, um, which with each of my stories have to have that reaction. So that's awesome to hear. Thanks for telling me that. Of course. I'm going to piggyback on what Hope said. And, um, I had also stopped reading for years because, and I, well, I was only reading self-help books like self-improvement because I wanted to get better and my Mm -hmm. my thought was if it doesn't make me better why would I read it and Julie I literally read your book this is like (laughs) I was like she's my friend Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm gonna read it to support her and be nice and I have like (laughs) no expect low to no expectations and it was incredible for one, obviously, I'm like Judy's number one fan. Um, but also, on top of being incredible, it made me want to be a better person. Like, it made me want to mm-hmm. walk closer with God. It made me want to be a better wife and, like, look at my husband differently. It did so many yeah, same. things for me. And it made, here. made me more courageous and made me work out better and stuff. And so, and it, yeah, and it opened my eyes that, like, I don't have to read the compound effect, you know, by Darren Hardy to improve from a book. Like it can be a fiction book that makes me want to be a better person and change my behaviors in a better way and stuff. And so I, I point <laughs> transformational fiction. It's what I, it's my own genre that I've made up um, <laughs> fiction. That's really good. That makes me want to be a better person. Um, so Julie, I just want you to know, like you've done an amazing job as an author when you can change so many people's lives and their outlooks. And we really appreciate you and all that you do for us. And we yeah. want to keep encouraging you and hope's going to go babysit for free. So yeah. you can keep bringing us these amazing <laughs> books. I volunteer. Well, that, I'm yeah, that, that's really cool. Um, I mean, you know, when, when I've heard but, um, things similar or people have, especially to the life after series, which I'm, I'm sure you guys can understand um, because there's just biblical stuff in that book. Um, I've heard a lot of really, 
cool responses from readers. Um, and sometimes they'll even tell me like, oh, this scene or like this, this little chunk, you know, was really spoke to me this way. And um, as a writer, it was especially cool because a lot of times, like, I didn't mean to do that, you know? And so I kind of, it's, it's in a way that like, I'm like, I can't take the credit for that because that was not on purpose. That was, that was something that you can take the credit for yeah. or you and, and the Lord can take the credit of that that part of the book because really I was just trying to write um you know I was trying to write an engaging story and if you got something more out of it like that is super cool um and you know that is really cool for me to hear because it wasn't even intentional on my part you know and so it was something else that's going on um and so yeah that's 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 really awesome well and kind of further piggybacking and continuing this this vein of thought yeah. Um, you know, obviously I had similar, um, kind of experiences with the life after series. Like it just, it grew me so much in amazing ways. Um, but even finishing up stealing embers and just kind of the, the responses that Emily has towards steel as she's like, this, this doesn't seem good. This doesn't seem healthy, what we have between us in this form and acknowledging that and the wisdom that she shows there, there's parts of me like, if I would have read this years ago when I was in a toxic relationship, how, you know, I had to figure that out the hard way, but just seeing that in book form and knowing that, you know, it, it speaks to me personally. And then also knowing, you know, someone who's experiencing toxicity in a relationship can see that and be like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Relationships shouldn't be this crazy toxic thing. Um, and obviously I don't know where it's going to go in in a second book and I'm hoping that, you know, like it gets not toxic for them, but you know, (laughs) it's, I'm really not into books that have relationships where the, it is toxic and whether that is the, the, female or the male, male, you know, regardless of which, I mean, most, most of the books that are in the same vein and genre, there's usually a female protagonist in it. And, and I really is a pet peeve of mine when you have this guy that is just like a jerk and then she, they like, she falls into his arms and he's like a total jerk to her. Right. I'm like, that's not okay. Like I'm not okay with that. And so in both of my books, um, I will not get characters together until I feel like there's been some sort of redemption in character mm-hmm. or that man is, is treating her well and vice versa too. You know, I mean, it's not good if she's always like, you know, verbally, it's usually verbally abusive with women. Like I'm just not, I'm not into that. And so it's interesting because with that first book, I mean, your seal is not kind to her and in, 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 that is a nice way to say that, you know, he, he is a jerk and he is not nice. And, um, you know, he says and does things that are not okay. And, um, there are some people that really hated on that. And, um, it bothered me a little just because I'm like, yeah, but my character wasn't putting up with it either, you know? So I would not write that and say that that was an okay behavior. In fact, I wrote that to be like, that is not an okay behavior and that's not a good, you know, not a good relationship to be in. And it's not a good, and, 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 you know, um, that's, that's how that progressed. And there is a progression in their relationship and people change. And I'm, I fully believe in real life people can change too. Um, but yeah, I'm just not into that. Like that he's, he's so mean to me, but he's so hot. And so it's okay because he's so good looking. And so, um, so, you know, that, that's, 
is really important to me when with my characters and and then also you know with Emberly, um my daughter was an inspiration for her because um you know my daughter's adopted and um Emberly, you know is an orphan um in this book and so um i also wanted to i want to write stories that i'm okay with my daughter reading someday Mm -hmm. Um, and so there are a lot of things that are in Emberly, how she looks at the world that I have to think, how would my daughter, you know, how would my daughter look at the world or how does she, how does she look at this from coming from the lens of being, um, being an orphan and having been adopted and, and, you know, I'll never fully get that right. Cause I can only look at Ashton and, and talk to her or guess how she's feeling. But I did want her to read something of mine that maybe she could relate to a little yes. bit. Okay. We're going to finish this. Yeah. Thank you so much, Julie, for doing the podcast. Um, Thank you, Hope, for being a guest co-host. And to the listeners who have listened through the whole thing, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're inspired. I hope you can't can't wait to start reading the Julie Hall's new series. And you can find it on Amazon. You know, on Instagram at julie.hall.author. And then you can find me through Facebook. And I have a really fun... Facebook um, group called Julie's Warriors, you can look up where, um, you know, you find out a ton of up to date information with my books and we just do games and I do giveaways in there all the time. And so that's a fun place to be too. Thank you so much, Julie and Hope for being a part of this podcast episode. Hope, it was amazing to have such a helper do the podcast with me and Julie As always, I appreciate you. I love your work and I'm so grateful to have you as a friend and that you write these books that make our lives better. So thank you so much. And to the listeners, thank you for taking your time to listen to this podcast. I hope that your life is enriched because you spent 20 minutes with us today. So don't forget to get entered for the Stealing Embers paperback giveaway. The entry is in the details of the show. So no matter what podcast platform you're listening on, you should be able to click on the details and find the link. And in the process of entering the raffle, you'll get to go to Julie's website and get those free chapters she talked about that you can download by joining her mailing list. Also, you can find her Facebook groups and figure out how to stalk her on Instagram and me as well. So thank you so much. Y'all have an amazing day and I can't wait for y'all to hear our next author coming next week. Talk to y'all soon.